Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Pat Cummins, outstanding Again, just charging in. Every time he charges in, you think there's a chance of a wicket being taken. That's how good the guy is with the ball in his hand at the moment. Uh, let's now go to um, another man who was pretty good with the ball in his hand. But um, with all due respect to Damien Fleming, I prefer watching uh, Pat Cummins play cricket at the moment. Uh, Damien Fleming, part of the, the setup here at SEN with the, the test cricket coverage. Uh, Flem, how are you, mate? What are your reflections on uh, what went down at the SCG and how you feel about Australia's test prospects in these next two going forward? Well, uh, g'day, Adam. I, I feel underwhelming myself coming after Pat Cummins in an <laughs> interview. Like, how how impressive is that man? Um, and, he, and, he, and he showed it again with bat and ball yesterday, but... Um, you know, exciting for the series. You know, we, we were the stories were already getting written, weren't they, after Adelaide that, that, that India without Kohli, without Mohammed Shami, they're gonna capitulate and um, they showed real resilience, um, and in some ways I think surprised the Australians. All their inclusions worked, didn't they? Like Gill, top of the order, you know, impressive stroke player. Uh, Jadeja gave them real balance. Yeah, at seven with his overs. Um, and Mohamed Siraj, you know, on debut, he looked like he'd played 40 tests, didn't he? Like he charged <laughs> in. But also, Adam, I was really impressed with his, his skill. Like he moved the ball both ways. But, you know, the setup of Cam Green in the first innings, you know, taking him across the crease without swingers and then that quicker in-swinger for LBW, um, was amazing. Um, I wouldn't read too much into the Australian bowling performances. You know, I don't think Nathan Lyons at his best. I think India, um, you know, have formulated a plan to negate him. But to be fair to to Nathan in this Test match, that you know, there wasn't enough runs on the board, and there's serious questions about Australia's top six. Can you envisage just on the the bowling attack for Australia for a moment? Can you envisage Mitchell Stark, who I mentioned earlier in the show, he looked to be carrying a few niggles, and especially in that second innings as well. It wasn't quite flowing for him totally that James Pattinson or even a Michael Nisa comes in, or you stick solid with the three pacemen that we've got. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. No, I, um, you know, he's a bit different than the rest of the attack. You know, all of those. You know, Hazelwood and Cummins are just unrelenting with their accuracy and, and pace and um, their economy rates. And Nathan Lyon's a bit similar, even though he's a spinner, you know, really accurate. You know, I always see Mitchell Stark as a bit of an X factor. Um, so, you know, that dismissal of Agarwell is, is the classic Stark ball. I, I thought they missed a trick by not opening him uh, or, or giving him the opening spell on day two. Like, it was really humid conditions. That Kookaburra ball was swinging. I, I would have bowled him um, then, 
um, but they went with Cummins and Hazelwood. So I, I've got no problems with Mitchell Stark. You've just got to make sure he's bowling at the right times. And that second new ball really didn't swing um, enough. So, no, I wouldn't be looking to make changes in our bowling attack. Uh, I would, um, you know, certainly, you know, Joe Burns, you know, has to find himself outside the team. Um, so Warner, for me, comes straight in. I, I'm assuming he, he'll be fit. And then they've got the questions whether it, it, do they feel like Will Pekoski is right to go? Do you play him straight away? We saw what Shubman Gill did, the youngster um, for, for India opening up and scoring boundaries. Can Pekoski do that and then force his way back into the middle order and you know someone like Travis Head misses out? Um, you know I'm not too sure, but the easy one straight away is Warner for Burns. Yeah, Shubman Gill, he, he made runs for fun for India A. He's made a lot of first-class centuries as well, so he's ready-made. You'd imagine that we feel the same way about Will Pekofsky. He's, he's he's done the groundwork, not over an extended period of time because he's so youthful still, but he's scored runs consistently at shield level. If he's right, and I don't know how you test this out in the nets, yeah. to get a Pat Cummins charging in like a lunatic and, and really testing him out to check if he's all right. But if he is right, do you throw him in regardless of the other situation with the, the other batsmen? It's a really good question because the hard thing with Will, you know, there's a mental component. It's not like a Warner groin strain that, you know, it's a recovering recovering muscle and, and you can test it at training and know it's right. You know, with, with Will's case, um, you know, I don't think there's too much of a precedent and, and, and a lot of it, um, I'm not sure how they actually declare that he's fit uh, or whether it's Will himself that, that knows being through this process the last couple of years um, with concussion and anxiety that, that you know, he, he's, you know, he knows the stages that he goes through and he knows when he's comfortable. But um, cause, because what, what India have done with Gill and to a degree what Australia has done for Green, you know, they are the best young players you're not taking a, a, a punt on them. They're, 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 they're averaging over 50 in first-class cricket, and so is Bukowski. So, you know, you, you think they're going to be good test players, so get test matches into them now. So if if, if Bukowski feels like he's ready to play, um, I, I'd play because, you know, from what you hear from the opposition teams, the, the interstate bowlers, you know, he's the the best young talent to come back, uh, come through batting wise, um, probably since Ricky Ponting. So, um, you know, invest games in him now. I mean, it's a tough attack to get to go up against, but um, we're seeing that you know Green got forty five yesterday. But I, I think we've all been impressed by his composure. You know, he hasn't looked flustered, even though he, you know, he scored twelve and eleven in his first couple of hits. You know, he's looked very comfortable at test level. Um, so, you know, the precedent set, you know, is Pekofsky someone that, that that will look comfortable um, even against a good attack? And, and if he gets going against this attack, you've got a 10-year test opener. Mm. Yeah, it looks like we've got a 10-year uh, middle-order batsman stroke <laughs> weapon of a bowling in, in Cameron Grant. And he's fielding as well. He's going to cause so many run-outs with the way that he... Gets out. I don't know if he'll be able to do this in his, his late 20s, early 30s. That slide, he, he's feeling a gully at the moment. The, the slide pick-up, bullet throw, usually over the stumps. It's it's some skill set that he's got. 
Yeah, and he's that gully as well, Adam. And he's got those long arms like Joel Garner and Roger Harper used that for the West Indies. So, you know, he's going to have the opportunity to take catches. You know, a shorter fieldsman's not going to be able. And then, as you said, his agility in the outfield and in, in the rings outstanding. And, and his bowling's a work in progress. So, you know, he hasn't bowled a lot in the last couple of years. So he's not going to have that. He's still working on a reliable stock ball that Cummins and Hazel would have ingrained over years. So, you know, we just need to be patient with his bowling. But, you know, the exciting thing is, you know, he's 200 centimetres. He's quick, he's bouncy, and he moves the ball. So he's ticking a lot of boxes to be an outstanding second-change bowler. But I just feel at the moment, because he's been playing as a batsman, you know, his batting game is so much more advanced than his bowling at the moment just because he's been able to um, put in the work. He's been able to spend time in the middle, which obviously because of uh, the stress fractures of the back, you know, he hasn't been able to do it the bowling crease. But, you know, I'm very pleased where, um, you know, Green sits at the moment. Hey, just with India, that they do have a bit of a selection. Well, not a dilemma, but they've got a selection issue to solve before the third test. Rohit Sharma, who's been sitting in a hotel in Sydney watching all of this unfold, watching his team be bowled out for 36 and then team come back and win an amazing game of cricket at the MCG, you'd think he's not doing that just for giggles. He's, he's come out here and he'll play in the third test, one of the best batsmen when he gets going in the world. Who makes way there? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and, and where does he bat? I mean, Agarwal is, is, you know, all at sea at the moment. You know, he was so impressive two years ago. You know, Rohit Sharma really hasn't got going as a test opener against, um, you know, as dominant as he is in one-day one cricket. You know, he hasn't brought that to, to test match cricket against really quality attacks. Um and probably Bahari. So, that, that, you know, they've got, you know, a couple of batsmen that Rowett could come in for. So I'm assuming he will come in and, and it will be for one of those two. Um, and, and obviously they've got to replace one of their, one of their uh, faster bowlers. So, you know, with um, Yadav going down. So it looks like Navdeep Sani, um, you know, 28, 27-year-old, but... You know, he, he's a bit like Siraj. You know, he can bowl at about 145 kilometres an hour. He's not as accurate as Siraj, but because they've got the two spinners at him, you know, they, they could use him in short, sharp bursts. Mm. So, uh, you know, Yadav, that ball to Burns was outstanding, but, you know, he's a bowler that leaks runs as well. So I don't think bowling-wise, they're, they're still in a really great place and got really good variety. Um and, and Rohit Sharma coming in is only going to strengthen them. So, you know, momentum now, incredibly after they're bowled out or capitulated for 36, is going India's way. And Australia are talking about at least two changes. Flem, that's the beauty of mid-series, which is so evenly poised and one side uh, fails and then succeeds and then it swaps around. There's so many questions floating around the place and we've got plenty of time to discuss it before January 7, we understand, at the SCG. Thanks for joining us, Martin. don't know if you'll be at the SCG or calling it for SEN wherever you're watching, but um, we'll see what happens, mate, and thanks for your time this morning. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. 
T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Thanks, Adam. Have a good New Year's.